Greetings. I have Brother Gennady with me. He is a brother from a local church, and I'm really excited to have this opportunity to meet him, to spend some time to fellowship, to talk about the Bible and the translation of the scriptures. Praise the Lord. Gennady, I have a question. Have you been reading your Bible in Russian language? Yes. Right. It's a written language. Have it been easy for you to understand things? Because your mother tongue is Hanti language. Right? Yes. So when you read it in Russian, do you understand your Bible well? Do, do you ever feel that your Bible would be written in Hanti language? Well, for me personally, yes, I'm fluent in Russian, it's easier for me to read in Russian language, so for me personally, it is much easier to understand when I read it in Russian, but of course, when I feel like I need to explain things to somebody else, the way it's translated, some of the words, how to have them translated into Hanti language? There are so many words that are not possible to be translated. For instance, if it's one word, I have to use three words in Hanti language to make the person understand that. So it's a challenge, but for me it is easier to understand things in Russian and it's easier for me to preach in Russian versus Hanti language. Okay, but there are some people from your people group that only speak Hanti and not Russian language. So when you want to share Jesus Christ with them, are you going to speak Hanti language with them? Yes, I'm trying my best to speak Hanti language. So I'm very careful in choosing the words from Hanti language that will help me to convey the message to them, the words that they will be able to understand. But then some words I still need to use in Russian language because some Russian words, they are not clear to them. But then the way I translate them into Hanti language, maybe they don't know even that word. So it is a challenge. So for me personally, my idea is to use simple words and to give them the message in simple words. So it seems that people have their own vocabulary in Hanti language. So these words they will be able to understand. For instance, if they are not Christians, they are not familiar with the Lord, they don't know God, so maybe it's not easy to translate some concepts into Hanti language from Russian. Yes, let's take a simple example. Can you give me some example, maybe of a word or a concept, which is a very challenging thing to translate to a Hanti person? Maybe you are sharing about Jesus with someone from your uh, people group, from Hanti people group, so what's the challenge? What's the difficult thing to explain in your language? Well, Mm, I'm trying to think of an example. Let's take a phrase, good morning. For instance, I've been asking my people, how do you translate good morning into Hanta language? Uh, well, you don't literally translate it. In Russian, it's easier. It's the good morning. But in Hanta language, I've been asking around, like Christians and non-Christians. No one was really sure how to better translate it. For instance, in Hanta language, there is no phrase like that, like a good morning. We can greet each other with this phrase, good morning, it's clear and everybody can relate to that, but in Hanti language, when you say it word by word, people would wonder, what does it mean? Okay, how about the greeting, peace of God with you, like Jesus Christ welcomes his disciples, peace to you, peace from God, can you have it translated into Hanti language? Yes, basically it's possible to have that translated, the peace of God, I'm thinking. So, Nomnek, uh, so the peace of God, I can say God's peace, it's a more understandable or clear way, so you change order of words, would be the phrase in Hanta language, so the peace 
the peace of God. So, for me, just to be frank with you, it's a hard thing. It's not easy. I've tried to be working on translating things, like being at home, but it's a challenge to me. For me personally, maybe it's not my calling. Yes, I can preach in my language. I can mm, give some advice, uh, counsel some people, because Holy Spirit helps me and God reveals things to me. I never could think that I will be able to answer the questions that people were asking, like from the inside, the knowledge comes and I can answer. Like some guys in Nizhny Vartas, they have been asking me about how to plant churches. Like I've met with Pastor Vasily and we were talking about the churches. So, uh, uh, we were discussing the situation when Jesus was casting out the tradesmen from the temple. So, why would you sell things in the church? So, someone asked me about that, and then I was thinking for a couple of seconds, and then on the inside, the word came up, as though, as though I have known that from before. But uh, I was thinking of them extorting the money, so it wasn't just... Uh, doing things, like selling things, but suddenly mm, the word came up and I knew the answer. I would never imagine I would have such a knowledge. So in Russian I was able to answer. But then, with the Hanty language, I'm honest with you, maybe I wasn't trained, it's still a challenge to me to translate things. Like when I talk to my own people, my own relatives, my brothers, it's much easier for me to say half of the words in Russian language and another half in Hanty language. Praise the Lord. Amen. So it seems you're fluent in both languages. You can preach in Russian, but also when you spend some time with Hanty people that are not fluent in Russian, you're well capable of uh, saying things in Hanty language. So you do some translation. You want the person to understand you, the good news about Jesus Christ, right? It's possible? Yes, naturally, it is possible. I can do that. I do translate some things. Like when I see the person doesn't understand Russian words, I would translate it into Hanty language. Sometimes I give them practical illustrations, some examples from real life, so they can relate to things. Could you please share about this now? In your church, we know that you've been working Bible translation for a while. You have uh, translators and they do some recording. So what I've heard that almost half of the New Testament have been translated into Hanta language. Have you been able personally to listen to those records, the audio? What would be your sense? What would be your impression from that type of work? Just to compare it with Russian language. Because you are fluent in Russian, you can read in Russian. So, what would be your uh, evaluation of that translation? Well, speaking about myself, I was listening to those audio records. I was trying to see, to evaluate how good is the quality in terms of people to understand that. Because I can read the scripture, I can relate to both languages. And the meaning behind that. So, for me, what I can say, when the translation goes word by word, like literary, it's hard to understand. But that's my personal thinking. But then, if it's something which is valuable to the Lord, I think it will work well. People will be able to understand, to comprehend, 
There is a story people would tell when you share that story. And I was listening to those parables uh, when Slava, Zoe Vasilina Fai and Vali have been working on those audio translations. It wasn't easy to understand those passages. Some words are not easy to understand, especially for the non-Christians. Yeah, you mean the non-Christians. Yes, because they don't know the Bible, they have never read it. So they don't know who is this Jesus. Is he a Russian god? They don't know. In Bible, there are so many passages that would refer to brothers like James and uh, beloved brethren. So for many of my people, it's hard to understand because for them, this word stands for a relative, like your uh, blood brother. So for them to understand that these are the believers, the brothers, it's not easy. But if it's something that is pleasing unto God, it's not up to me to judge or to decide on that. People will be able to understand it's important. Well, have you ha had any unbelievers, non-Christians, that were able to listen to that audio records? I'm not sure. I haven't heard of those uh, stories. But then many brothers, sisters from your church, have they been able to listen to those? those audio records? Yes, I've heard of them doing that. What do they think about these uh, audio records? Uh, we didn't have specific conversations about that, so I can't give you the specific answers. Well, there was an old lady, she told me that she's listening to the, to the Bible translation in audio format all the time. Then another sister that is not fluent in Russian at all. I think I've heard her mentioning that she really valued that audio records. So they listen to the sermons and then we help them to translate some of the pieces. So we support them with that part. For Christians, when they listen to the messages, the sermons, they have their Christian brothers to explain some things to them. So it's helpful. But for the non-Christians, it's challenging. It's hard, really. Well, you know, it seems to me that even for an ordinary Russian person who is uh, born um, with the mother tongue as a Russian person reading the Bible. I hear that from non-Christians all the time. I don't understand this Bible. This is Russian language as their native or my mother tongue, but the Lord can still touch the lives of those people through the Word of God. Suddenly, the revelation comes. Suddenly, they see something. Something is done on the inside of those people by the Lord himself. It seems to me that for hunting people, it can happen in the same way, especially for the ones who don't speak Russian at all. They can't read Russian New Testament. Absolutely. I've heard you sharing about your story before you got saved, before you started to attend the church regularly, you became a church member. You've been reading New Testament, yes? Yes. Uh, even not understanding everything, you kept on reading, so you had this desire to move on. Something was motivating you. So I'm quite sure that even for those hunted people that do not speak Russian language, hearing or listening to the Bible translation, something will get to them. Maybe they will not get the whole doctrine because there are many important, key and very deep uh, doctrines, teachings, but the scripture is called to reveal Jesus Christ to the people. Simple stories. I can ask you this question, for example. 
For instance, that story when the crowd of people, they came to Jesus Christ, they stayed and then they had no food to eat. So what Jesus Christ did as the Lord, he just took some bread, they had several loaves, several fishes, he broke it, he gave it to his disciples, they gave it to the people and everybody has had their uh, fill. It was enough to feed them all. What do you think about this story in Hanti language? Will your people, non-Christians, understand that? Yes. I think they will understand that story. Definitely. It's a miracle. And this is something you cannot explain. Absolutely. How is it possible? Like, simply speaking, those uh, five loaves, uh, to multiply it like Jesus did, for the people, it's, it seems like a definite miracle. So those simple stories you would tell the Hanti people, uh, the stories I heard from my grand-grandfather, my parents, uh, they've, they've seen maybe some of the miracles, but this type of miracle will be of great interest to them all, as Pastor Matsula was mentioning. In the uh, leadership, in the ministry that we carry out, we need to disseminate, the, to distribute, and to uh, give the Word of God out. Whether they accept it or not, it's not our part. Our part is to give it to the people. And then some things that are hard for me to understand for somebody else it might be easier who knows because people are so different we are unique and mm, who knows i think the possibilities are there as zoe vasilina mentioned maybe this is an answer to our prayers when we've been praying lord save our people bring salvation as we talk about these things i'm also thinking like aloud yes truly this is a great opportunity to bring them the word of god you don't have to travel anywhere you're sitting at home uh, you turn on your audio player and the person is getting saved it doesn't take you to travel one hundred kilometers to maybe cross the lake or the sea people are listening the audio bible in their homes it's a simple way to bring them the word of god so i've been watching simple videos short videos like people are posting them uh, about hanty about some other stories some photographs i was watching i was so impressed i was amazed for instance when i with some people, we went to Nizhnevartovsk. We stopped at the cafeteria with small tables, and we found small brochures with tiny pictures. And I could see uh, Mama riding some reindeer at the special holiday season, and I was happy to see her. We were not interested in other pieces like monuments or parks. We saw our own mom uh, on that photograph, and it touched our hearts. So I think this will work, this method. Things are not uh, that difficult. This is a great example. When this is uh, your own, it's your mother tongue. People feel it's really close to their hearts, which means the Lord is capable of touching their hearts in a very special way. And who knows what comes next? As you mentioned, that not everybody is learned uh, in speaking, but there are different levels. You can give people simple stories from the Gospels, like Jesus Christ, he performed this miracle, he did this, he uh, did that. These are simple testimonies about the Lord Jesus Christ. And through that, God is well able to touch people's lives. Hunty people are not an exception. Who else will come and tell them that? Because I don't speak Hunty language, so I can't do that.
So this Bible translation is something, for example, in some parts where you find it difficult to translate those passages, but the Bible translators from the church, they worked on those stories, they had it translated, so it's easier for you to use that story and then use it as a tool, as a resource, and to reach out those non-Christians from your own people group. Praise the Lord for that. Yes, praise the Lord that it's there. It's a great opportunity. So this is our mission, our job to plan for how to carry it and bring it to them. Uh, I would like to ask the Hanti people, the ones that are not uh, fluent in Russian, they don't speak Russian at all. When you speak Russian to them, don't they think it's a foreign language? It's something really, really far to them. Do they treat you uh, friendly, in a friendly way? Yes, they are friendly. We have a brother in our church. He can't read Russian. He understands a little bit of Russian, but he's not fluent. But he's a Christian brother. So my uncle from my mother's side uh, with some other relatives was uh, saying like, well, some uneducated people, they don't get it. This is the Russian God, the Bible. So people who are not literate, they can't read, they can't uh, write. But this brother, he's like that, but he believes God with his whole heart. Maybe he's not like me, preaching in the church or sharing with the other people. Uh, but he's a Christian person, and with his life, he preaches like that, that I am a believer. Uh, so Bible says we are the letter written by the Spirit of God. So for this person and for his relatives, for his uncle, when they live together for their whole lives, you can't explain it, but that's the way it works. And I think this Bible translation is such a significant resource. There are many other details, many sensitivities. Nevertheless, I believe this will work. This will be effective. So maybe we should put forward our maximum efforts to use it. Prayers, of course, we should pray, definitely. And it will work. A simple example. My cousin, he was drunk, so he damaged his neck once, and he was almost paralyzed. They took him to the hospital, then he got well, and then suddenly he damaged his neck again. So uh, my sister-in-law was calling me, well, my husband, he's there in bed, he can't walk, he can't stand up, he's kind of paralyzed. So I was planning to go to the taiga, in the next uh, day, this was like October, the same season we're in now. So uh, the river was still uh, uh, flowing, so it was easier to use the transportation. So uh, my sister-in-law was calling me uh, back because me and another brother, we went to visit uh, my cousin. So. I have been sharing about Jesus with him before, so he used to quietly listen to me, not arguing, not debating. Well, sometimes he was drunk, I can admit, but otherwise he was very attentive listening to me, telling him about God, and he would listen. So now I started to tell him about God, once again explaining things about Jesus, and then eventually I was asking him, uh, do you want to receive Jesus? Do you want to get saved, to repent of your sins? His answer was, not yet. I said, okay, I can't force you. It's up to you. It's your choice. Would you allow us to pray for you now? He said, okay, come on, pray for me. So 
he was uh, just sitting up slightly. So we prayed for his healing in Russian language. We blessed him by prayer. Since then, he forgot he was sick. He was well. So his wife would tell us, like, whenever he's drunk, after that case, he would uh, testify about his healing to everybody in his village. So he sometimes called me as shaman, as a witch doctor, like comparing that miracle with what they would trying to do. So he's a simple man, but he was touched and he was healed. So I did a simple step. I prayed for that man and I didn't even know that he got healed, but he got healed completely. So he's well. We spend time together. We communicate to each other. I try to support him. So whenever the day comes, I believe he will be saved. It's not up to me to decide or to point the time for that. So with all the young people that used to be my friends, we have been drinking together. I spend time with them from time to time. So they would ask me, is it a bad thing that we are drinking? How could you uh, communicate to us? Aren't you irritated about that? Many uh, hunty people that are not drinking, they can't stand drunk, drunk guys, you know, drunk people, the way they behave, it's not really pleasant. So they've been asking me, about that. Well, how do you live like that? I said, sorry, but I've decided about my own life. I will follow God, I will pray, I will keep myself uh, holy, but I can't force you. Do you want to hear about God? This is my pleasure to share and I will tell you. So they don't ask those questions again because we can spend a whole night together to laugh, to have fun. It doesn't mean I'm drinking alcohol with them or do some sinful things. No, I spend time with them, but my life, my behavior is something that I use to preach about the God's change of my life, transformation that Jesus did. So after that, things changed. So uh, sober people, they have some thoughts, but then when they are drunk, they start speaking about us. So they tell me, Gena, you have good life. When they are drunk, they are freely telling me that. I haven't been doing anything special to them, but they would observe my life. And then in the travel times, they would call me, they would ask for a prayer support because people, they watch you. It's obvious and it's working like that. And it will happen like this, on and on. We are uh, Christ's letter to them. Gennady, I do have another question to ask you. How about the written language? Do Hanti people have that written language? Can we write the Bible when we translate it? Yes, there is a written language. If it's there, is it popular? Do people use it? Can they read it? Can they write? I know that in our Oblast administration, they always have newspapers in Hanti language. It's printed newspaper. I started to read it, but the words were absolutely not known to me. I couldn't understand it. So it's so hard. Uh, it's written. Of course, you can read it, but there are many unknown words. Well, letters are letters. The alphabet is there, but the pronunciation is very special. It's not usual. For instance, my daughter, she speaks Russian, so it's like that. She only speaks Russian. She doesn't speak Hanta language. When she was younger, she did speak Hanti. I didn't notice how she switched, how she switched to the Hanti language completely, uh, to the Russian language completely. But sometimes, uh, reading the words, if you do it in the wrong way, it becomes a curse word. So you have to be really careful about that. When uh, I started to read those newspapers in Hanta language, it's not an easy thing 
I'm trying hard, I'm reading this word, I'm reading it again, I'm thinking what kind of word is it. So it's called Hanty language, but the meaning behind the words, it's not clear. So for even for Hanty people. So if you have Bible translation in Hanty language, it's better to have it as oral translation. For instance, as you speak Hanty language, we can record it as the audio message. Yes, I think it's a more relevant approach. It's the better thing to do. Yes, many people, they are capable of reading the words, like the newspapers I just mentioned, but they don't understand the meaning behind that. Well, it's a good option as well. I'm trying to think about my school years. I think these were some Baptist brothers visiting us. They were giving out some books. In Kazim language. So it was called Life of Jesus. Jesus water. So, so many words we could relate to and understand it. So many books were used by the students, especially the ones that could uh, understand Kazim language. For them, it was easier to read it because our language, hunter language, is difficult. Kazim language uh, is easier to understand. Nenets language is also better for translation to understand but Hanta language and Kazim language are similar in terms of similar words, but the meaning is different. So when we talk to Hanta people in Kazim language, uh, they don't understand everything, but partly. When I meet the Kazim person, he can speak his language with me with the same words as we use, but we don't understand each other immediately. Because you ask for bread in your language using the words he can understand, but he will give you an axe instead, because the meaning is different. Hanti people, they have some dialects, right? So Hanti that would live in this area, they can't understand, or can they understand the Hanti people uh, that live in another area? Let's think about our language. We live around Surgut, so we live around Trabakan, so we are called Trabakan Hanti, but then traveling further to Jubilini area, that's about 70-80 kilometers away from here. It's not that far. But they have different words, it's a different dialect that they speak. And uh, it has different meaning. You give them one word, so for us it's one meaning, but for them it would mean something different. So, these are the dialects, uh, based on different words. Well, area, they also have different vocabulary, they have different dialect. In another area, they use more or less Kazim language. We can talk and communicate to each other, but this is like Kazim language. Though it's a Hanti dialect in Yubilene, in Kagalim, they have different dialects. And then further from Surgut, there are even uh, other different dialects. So, that's like it is. For instance, with the worship words, here we use one set of words, but in Jubilene they use a different vocabulary. And then in the third or the fourth area, and in Yamal area, this is absolutely different dialects. Yeah, I see, that's a big difference. 
Yes, many big differences in dialects. Well, do you think, if you take Hanti people with Dramagand dialect, the ones that are living here locally, the people group that you are part of, your dialect, what do you think? What's the best dialect to use to bring the word of God, the gospel to them? Uh, the best language, Hanta language, Russian language, maybe depends on the individual situation. What do you think? Well, according to what I'm thinking, currently, not looking back to the past, but now, living here in modern times, I see that very few people... <coughs> don't understand Russian. I think almost everybody can understand the Russian language. They've been studying in the school maybe nine years, ten years. I think everybody went to Russian schools. Hanti that live in Kagalim, Yubileini, the elderly people. When I just started to get acquainted with them, to travel, to meet with them, not even just to preach, but just to meet with them. I was surprised when I could see that all of those old ladies, old men, they all could speak Russian fluently. So their level of understanding of Russian language is high? Yes. So it's not just simple speaking or to fix some paperwork. They can even speak with each other in Russian? Yes, according to my observations, it's much easier for them to communicate to each other even in Russian language. So, that's the trend. In every generation, Hanti people, they are more inclined to use Russian language, right? Yes, exactly. This is the situation now. All the children. Take anyone, even my daughters. The older daughter, yes, she does speak Hanti language, but our uh, second daughter and the youngest daughter, they speak only Russian. My neighbors, my nephews, two of them that are the uh, older ones, the nephews, they can speak some Hanti, but the younger ones, they only speak Russian. Their parents, uh, they speak Russian, the grandkids are speaking Russian language. Recently, my niece was visiting with her daughter and then two sisters. They work, they have, uh, both of them have daughters, so it's the same when they come to visit the grandmother, <laughs> she's surprised, like both of your children, they speak only Russian, they are forgetting our language, Hanti language. So, even the grandmother now speaks Russian language with the granddaughter. She tries as hard as she can, though she's not fluent. So, I'm telling her, Mom, you're not happy with us speaking Russian, but why do you speak Russian to your grandkids? This is like a contemporary times we're living in. Even the grandparents are switching to Russian language, though they are fluent in Hanta language. We wish to see them speaking Hanti more often. So, my dad, my mom, they used to speak Russian, not that fluently, but now, after some experience, they travel to the city, they have to call for a taxi, so they are more fluent in Russian. Uh, in the past it was like that, but now their level of Russian is much higher. Their grandchildren, they all speak Russian, only Russian. Well, I know very little about Hanti people. So, are there some of the Hanti people that live, uh, well, I wouldn't say in the isolated area, but 
they live in some extreme conditions. They are uh, nomadic, I would say. They live just simply in the nature. They don't have any interaction with Russian-speaking people. Well, not anymore. Not this time we live in, because according to the law, to the legislation, there are villages, there are Russian-speaking people everywhere. You need your documents, so you can't live wildlife as people used to live. Like in the past, you didn't need, you didn't need any of that, like with the civilization process. Many people, the older people, they tell me, I leave the village for a week, I come back, but why do I need this village? I can live in the woods. So it's not an easy life out there in the nature. You have to cut the uh, firewood, you have to bring the water. Well, in the past, you just shoot some squirrels, you bring your fur, you use your reindeer to ride, you sell your furs, you get your money, you went shopping, you bought some staples with the money that you made on the fur, on the squirrels. You go to the riverbank, you take your boat, and you go out into the wild. You don't need any documents, you don't have to have any paperwork. Even with the pension, you just give your passport, you get your money, and you go back to the wild. So, visiting post office once in a month, going back to the woods, that was in the past, but not anymore. For example, the Social Protection Fund, uh, we have applied uh, to get some social support because we wanted to purchase a refrigerator, and then in two days they would call us back, please come to Fedorovka and sign the documents. Well, sorry, we just left the village. Yesterday we went out into the wild, into the woods, and it took us a whole day for to make this trip with no car. It's all the way around, it's a long distance. So we had to tell them, sorry, can't we skip that step? They said, no, if you don't come to sign it personally, this document will not be even considered by a committee. So. You can't really live your life without that part anymore. So we had to travel all the way back to sign that paper, and then they would tell us, we will call you back. So recently they called us back, please come back to the village, because there are some documents to formulate to sign. And then they told them, if I had known, I wouldn't even apply for that social support, because it took so much hard efforts and traveling. So without the village and civilization, you can't live now in our days. Okay, as we talk about the Bible in Hanti language, uh, does it have any significant meaning, like in this situation, in the contemporary times we live in? Is it important? Well, I do believe that Bible in Hanti language, the majority of our people, they will be able to understand when they read it, when they listen to that. For instance, about idolatry, they can understand that part from the Bible, because now, uh, remembering the stories I heard of in my childhood, now I can understand what did it mean. For instance, the Bible gives us a basis, but then uh, different religions, they would distort it. Like looking back at our culture, I could see the sacrifices, different rituals. 
Bible does give a solid foundation for the right things, but then people have perverted that, creating their own religions. For instance, in the past, mm, I, I knew I was uh, involved in many rituals of that sort. So when we would have a gathering, people would tell us, like, this is our God, or this thing you should perform in a very special way, but I'm asking why, and no one is able to explain why. So, relating to my uh, uncle, he was a shaman, a witch, a witch doctor. Before I became a Christian, I was really disturbed by so many questions I tried to ask. So, uh, Slava and Igor started to take trips to visit us, some missionaries would come and bring the word of God to us. I started to attend the church and I felt disturbed by so many different questions. So uh, I met with that witch doctor uh, and then he claimed that he also would communicate to God. So he would claim that he was a messenger of God, a direct channel from God to us. So he was claiming that he can uh, convey God's messages to all of us, his will, his desires. But then this witch doctor would tell us that if you have left your own faith and belief and you if you have converted and believed in Russian God you will be punished severely punished so year by year he would tell us those things but then I gave my attention to some special things the more sacrifices we made the worse our lives would become people would commit suicides uh, children would get sick and even die. Other uh, disasters would happen. But watching the Christians, we could see their lives transformed for better. So I was talking to my uncle about that. Like, you are the witch doctor. You claim you communicate to God directly. And you tell us that these Christians are wrong, but I can see the opposite happening, that our lives, they deteriorate. We get it worse and worse. But how come you claim that you are the witch doctor, you are the messenger of God? So his answer was, well, I don't know. So I was deeply disturbed and I started to think and to meditate about God and such matters. I think God used that. So uh, I was closer and closer to uh, give my life to God. So I knew a lot of things, so I really had to go through this process to be able to fill that void. Yes, every person has that void on the inside, and only God can fill it. So what do you think? Bible in Hanti language. Will it be able to help Hanti people to preserve their culture, like the language? Even that, as you're telling us from generation to generation, you can see that less and less children are fluent in Hanti language. But then if you have your Bible in your own language, in your mother tongue, and then this is the word of God that is preached in the church in Hanti language, can this be something to impact, to influence, and to help you as a people to preserve your ethnicity, to preserve your culture, the language? Why am I asking about that? Because I know some examples from the history when Bible translations, for instance, when Bible was translated into German language, Martin Luther in the 16th century has translated the Bible into German, so it played such an important role for the identity of German nation, the country, the Germany, the nation. They identify themselves as Germans thanks to the Bible translation made by Martin Luther. 
the source of the language, the source of the culture, the national identity. So, what do you think about that? Because language is an integral part of any people group. If you're a Hunt person, you can use Hunt language. Russian people use Russian language. Ukrainian people, their identity is related to Ukrainian language. So, what do you think? The Bible translation to Hunt language, can that influence the national identity? Yes, I believe that's a very strong impact it can have. So, this is something that will help our people to preserve our national identity. And many people think that Jesus is Russian God, but then if Bible is translated into Hanta language, it's, it gives a different perception about culture, about religion. It will have a very deep influence. I believe so. So even myself, what I'm noticing is that when I pray, uh, I pray more in Russian language, but now gradually I'm trying to switch more and more into Hanti language, even in my prayer life. Because people can tell me, well, you turn to Russian God, you are converted into Russian religion, you speak Russian. You have to show to people that uh, it's not Russian God, it's our God. So up to, it's up to me to show the people how do I bring this God, our God, to them. So language has a deep impact on that. So Bible translation to Hanta language is a great influence factor, a great impact factor. Like once a Hanti woman, she was telling me, well, she lived in the village, her husband worked in the village administration, so I had a chance to chat with her once. And then her daughter would say, Mom, why do they laugh at me? They make fun of me in the school, calling me names like you are the hunty person. And she would say, daughter, you have to be happy that you are part of a hunty people. Like when you want to get your privileges, you all want to be called hunty. But then for real life, you don't like to be called a hunty person. So that's a contradiction. That's the situation from real life. But this Bible translation, I believe it can influence uh, maybe not everybody, but the many will be influenced, the Hanti people. If I will be able to uh, use the language uh, and the Bible translation to tell even my parents, the older generation, about our God, it will make a difference. Yes, the older generation, to reach out to them, I think this is such a critical point. Well, for several times you mentioned the phrase, I noticed Russian God. I think older people mostly use it, right? This phrase, older people, the elderly people. But they are people, really. The Lord, He deeply loves them. He wants to reach out and to save them. He really wants them to understand that this God is not Russian God. He's God for everybody. Yeah, Zoe Vasilyevna once, she was telling me an interesting story about her own sister, the youngest sister. So their family, there were five or six people, and uh, her husband was resisting a lot. I'm, I'm not sure how he is now, but he was very much opposing. But once they were visiting us, and the pastor wasn't there, so he was arguing and putting pressure on us. He was telling, telling her, like, you believe this Russian God, so he wasn't happy. So she was telling him, well, Russian God gave you your trousers, take it off, why do you wear it? So this was a joke, but she was right, and he was laughing so hard, and the atmosphere changed. He was right. 
Well, in essence, this was a good joke to make, yeah? Well, a person came back to his senses and he was changed and he just laughed and he wouldn't put pressure on her anymore. So you're not happy about Russian God, but then you wear the clothes given to you by the Russian God. So that was an interesting argument. Kennedy, thank you so much for this time. Thank you so much for working on that. I think you have a very special role to play, special work you're carrying out. God has brought you here. I never could imagine that we could just sit like that together, communicate, talk together. So for me, I'm so happy. These are great changes I have in my life. So thank you so much.